Hello, I'm Bear Von Frank Bob, the world renowned mushroom physicist, with today's installment of Secrets of Time and Space. Lean in closely now, I have to whisper it. Time is gay. This has been Pierre Von Frank Bob with another Secret of Time and Space. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast, featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. You just love that name, don't you? There's a lot going on in the name John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> okay, well, let's parse it. I mean, we got John, first of all, which is fine. You're, start, sure. you're starting off simple. Nice, wholesome name, sure. Yep. But then you get the cougar. Yeah. You I'm, know. I'm, he's, a, he's a rock star. He's got a cougar in his name. What's wrong yeah, with that? Your typical forest-dwelling cat. Yeah. I mean, listen, Elton John is El- Elton Hercules John. Yeah, but he doesn't advertise himself as or Elton Hercules John. If you no, want to that find makes that it out, worse. you got wor- to research it. There's a stealth Hercules in there. That makes it worse. Man, I God, I want to punch him so bad. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's stay on the topic. So you got your cougar. Yeah. And then your melon camp. Yep. Which is where you go to learn how to grow melons. Yeah. This one time at Melon Camp. It's not, you know, it's not quite as glamorous as Space Camp or even Math Camp. Oh, Math Camp. It's basically a slave camp, but... uh, Is it? Yeah. Why? Because how else are you going to grow melons? I don't know. You just grow melons, you, and you pay your 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 farmers a, an equitable wage. No, no. You get parents to send their kids to you for the summer, and then they grow melons, and you don't pay them for it. Okay, so why is he named after a melon camp then? Well, clearly he was part cougar. Yeah, well, and then obviously. he was raised. His parents were born in, or no, he was born in a melon camp. Oh, so it's like being born in a concentration camp. Yeah, exactly. Only he was born in a melon camp. Yes. What do they do with these melons when they're finished with them? Well, they ship them off to your greengrocer. So does that so mean that you I... can get them straight from your grocer's freezer. So when I eat a, a, a delicious frozen melon, which is the best way to eat melon, everyone right. knows, I, I'm eating, like, horrible slave food. Like, there's there's politics in my food. Yeah, sorry. Oh, man, it's bad enough I live with a vegetarian, but now i got to deal with, like, cruelty-free melon. Yeah, now they're taking away the foods you can eat. Uh, my delicious frozen melon has been... Uh, <laughs> Has been has been brought to me by slavery. I mean, you think that's bad? How are you going to eat cougar now? Delicious puffed rice cereal presents the radio adventures of Matt and Algar, starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt as themselves. Our story so far: our heroes find themselves once again. Chained in a dungeon, this time waiting to be released into the gladiatorial arena of their arch-enemy, Rectolo the Recalcitrant. Meanwhile, Rectolo entertains a number of associates and hopeful minions at a large banquet. And now, today's episode, The Villain's Feast. It's so nice to have you all here together, united in one singular purpose. The obliteration and or enslavement of all human life on this wretched planet. Well, not and or. We can't enslave them if they've already been to... You you know what I mean. 
Dr. Greg, your research in lizard man transformations is positively compelling reading. And you, Stalag Titans, excellent job preparing our mighty subterranean death ray. And you, fishmen, you... Why is nobody saying anything? Isn't it obvious, Father? They're scared of you. What? You can invite people to your home, you can introduce them to your beautiful daughter, and serve them a pleasant meal. But if you keep yelling silence at them in that way that you do, you're just going to terrify them into, well, into silence. You dare speak such impudence to me in front of company? I dare answer the question you asked, yes. That was a hypothetical question. I think you mean rhetorical, and no, it wasn't. You wanted to know why nobody was talking, and I told you. Silence! Sometimes it's no wonder to me why Mother left. Can we talk about this some other time? Can somebody please pass the salt? Uh, this magnificent roast pterodactyl is exquisite. But I feel it could use a little... Silence! I mean, yes, of, of course. Servant! Bring Dr. Greg additional salt at once. Would you also care for some fresh ground pepper? I think I... No, I'm good. Actually, maybe. No, no. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, are you sure? Just take the pepper! <sighs> um, uh, uh, do what you like. I'm sorry. So, when are we releasing the captives into the arena? Tomorrow at dawn. That sounds like a hoot. Most assuredly, it will be inscrutably delightful to see the end of Mirkes. They really need to get a better acronym. It would be nice to see the end of Matt and Algar. That's who it'll be nice to see the end of. Wait. Algar is here? In our dungeon? Yes, we tiger men captured it. Silence! Father, why didn't you tell me this? It's not relevant. He'll be dead soon. The hell he will be! I think she took that well. Silence! Does she have some kind of connection to this Algar? Some kind of uh, mysterious history? Uh, yes, they used to date. You don't think her going down there is going to uh, endanger our plans, do you? What? No, he he dumped her. I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. You're very sure? My plan is flawless. Nothing will come of this unless any of you disagree. Hmm? What say you? Okay. 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 See? Flawless! <laughs> Tune in again for our next exciting adventure, Revenge of the Spurned. Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be.
Among the most well-known events in American folklore is the infamous gunfight at the O.K. Corral. This battle would pit the Clantons, notorious outlaws, against the Constabulary, represented by the Earps and Doc Holliday. There had always been bad blood between the two groups, but when the Clantons refused to obey the city ordinances and disarm, violence became inevitable. So this is the OK Corral? No, this is a vacant lot between Fly's Photograph Gallery and Harwood House. That's the OK Corral. Doesn't seem all that great. Let's <coughs> <coughs> just meet the Clantons here, then. Fine by me. I'm to be back at work by 4 p.m. Dang damn it, you get out of here, you pesky varmints! Excuse me? What do you say? I think Clanton just told us to leave. I don't think he's a fan of yours, Wyatt. Oh, thank God I get fed up speaking like that. It's it's for the tourists, you understand. They're tourists in Tombstone? <coughs> I think we call them bums. Doc, you call them bums. I don't call them at all. I can't help it if I get lonely sometimes. Hey! What? We're in the middle of some air. All right. You and your gang need to disarm. Hey, how come none of your gang speak but you? Um, they take it a vow of silence. Anyway, what about your brothers, Virgil and Morgan? They got laryngitis. Nah, <coughs> I, I should know. I, I'm a dentist. Were a dentist. You guys ever shut up? It, it, this town ain't big enough for the two of us, Herb. Really? There are 110 saloons here, along with a bowling alley and countless brothels. There should, that should be enough, shouldn't it? Don't forget the uh, fancy restaurants and the opera house. And the ice cream parlor. Ice cream? He's right, you know. Their mint chocolate chip is simply heavenly. <coughs> yeah, you can find out when I send you there. He just make a pun? I think it's pronounced poo and me. Now, I'm pretty sure that's a place in India. You say that about everything. No, just there, Bombay and Washington, D.C. Shut up! Well, that was over quick. I'm sorry, I was just excited, I guess. Never mind, we can try another time. You know, <clears throat> when I've not been shot. Physician, heal thyself. If I'd been shot in the teeth, that wouldn't be a problem. We just killed some guys, and you're making a joke. Where's your conscience? <coughs> Think I coughed it up with my lungs years ago. Time and again, we've all wrestled with the same problem. You're stuck in the car on a long commute. Your mind's being throttled by the combination of exhaust fumes, road hypnosis, and John Tesh. And you want to enjoy a smattering of the world's greatest literature in an attempt to stave off total brain death. Unfortunately, we don't live in a glorious libertarian paradise, so it's against the law to drive and read a thousand-page omnibus at the same time. But now, for surely the first time ever, our problems are solved! Not about libertarianism, of course. Not until the two-party system is dismantled. <laughs> but about literature! Yes, finally, you can listen to over 1,951 of the greatest written works from around the globe on just one CD. And there's only one man with the canny artistic sensibilities, the sweeping body of experience, 
and the smooth, powerful timbre necessary to make this spoken word collection shine. Unfortunately, Patrick Stewart was not available. Neither was Ian McKellen, Kenneth Branagh, or Derek Jacobi. But who needs those amateurs when you've got Fred Schneider of the B-52s? Is this a dagger which I see before me? The handle toward my hand? I see thee still on thy blade in dungeon gouts of blood, which was not so before. There is no such thing. It was a rock! Lobster! That's right. The bard's immortal works are given oral life by the greatest living guy from the B-52s. But wait! Don't go! There's more! You'll also hear selections from many other famous authors, such as Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Bang, bang! On the door, baby! Bang, bang! On the door! Your what? Lenore! Nevermore! Don't roam any longer, because this selection is the good stuff. Order now! Tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. Yeah, and all our yesterdays have lighted fools. Well, the course of true libertarianism never did run smooth. So, uh, not to put too fine a point on this, but... How long do I have to stay at this thing exactly? What thing? This non-mandatory morale-boosting party. How long am I required to be here till my morale has improved to the satisfaction of the management? Ah, just relax, would you? Everything's pretty laid back, actually. I'm I'm gonna go get a drink. Actually, I think I've been seen by everyone I needed to be seen by. I'm just gonna head out. You sure? I think we might try to play a board game soon. Definitely sure. Right. See you Monday, then. So long. I can't believe I got roped into this thing. I'm always... Ah! Oh, hey, Jerry. Doug. How's it going? Uh, good, actually. I, I was just... Can gonna... you believe these parties? They always say non-mandatory, but that's like when people say, no offense, but, you know, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> right. Listen, I really... Jerry, can I ask you something? Sure, Doug. I want you to be honest with me. None of this sparing my feelings bullshit, all right? Okay. Jerry, do you think people notice that I'm a large, flightless bird? Ah. I mean, more to the point, do you think they noticed that one day I wasn't a large, flightless bird and the next day I was? Well, I mean... Remember, you promised no bullshit. Right. No bullshit. Right. Well, Doug, I think, yes, I think maybe they've noticed. I knew it! They don't say anything to me, but I knew they could tell. Uh, It's not entirely something you could miss, all things considered. No, I suppose not. Still, it's one of those sort of embarrassing personal things, you know, like getting a zit or having something stuck between your teeth. 
And you finally notice, you find yourself worrying, everyone thinks you look like a fool, and then you sort of get carried away in your head, and maybe it actually wasn't all that big deal in the first place. Well, I mean, yeah, but you, you are a large flightless bird. Don't you think I know that? Doug? Yeah, Jer? Why are you a large flightless bird? Well, funny thing, I have no idea. One day I went to bed a 5 foot 8 inch human, next morning I'm a 6 foot 11 inch bird. Best I can tell, I pissed off a gypsy or something. So, are you an ostrich or an emu? Also a very good question. I've done a little research, and I think I might be a ray. I think that's how they say it. A what? A ray. Native to South America. Hunted by the cowboys or gauchos of the region for their for our meat. I heard we're much more tender than ostriches, actually. Quite tasty. And, uh, what... What do you eat, exactly? Well, that's a bit of a sticky wicket. The morning I woke up like this, I tried to just continue to live my life as normal. I was about halfway through making an omelette when I realized that maybe I was being punished for eating eggs. That got me to wondering if I'd upset any vegans who might also be sorcerers, but... Well, there's a lot I don't know about the people in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess if people are scared to talk to you about being a large, flightless bird... Exactly! Anyway, I stick to fruit mostly now, and, uh, well, don't tell anyone, but a bug flew in my mouth the other day, and I kind of liked it. Total accident, though, I swear. Hey, listen, man, I don't judge. Well, except... Uh-oh, what? Well, it's just... Uh, my grandmother was a gypsy. That thing you said a minute ago was a little bit racist. Oh, man, I am so sorry. Racism is wrong. I've learned the error of my bigoted ways, and now I'm prepared to be a better person. I'm still a large, flightless bird, huh? Yep. Damn, I really thought that would work. I'm going to blame this one on a weak foreign policy and being out of root beer. Next caller. Uh, hi, I'm the new kid at my school. Uh, can you tell me how I can make friends? Only God can make a friend. Ah, uh, just kidding. Nobody likes that guy. Good but sobering noon to you. I'm acclaimed public radio personality Glenn Irons, host of the Noontime Artist Spotlight, a sampler of new and upcoming music modestly popular among painfully white suburban to urban mid to high income 100% organic free range 30 somethings. But I'm not here today to expose you to delightful music. I'm here to expose you to delightful plight. This is Ralph. A brave, beautiful soul who struggles every day with a condition known as invisibilism, the chronic inability to be seen by the human eye. He is one of up to three people every year that contract invisibilism, which can strike anyone at any time across our social fabric. From well-meaning scientists, to mad scientists, to well-meaning scientists turned superheroes, to cold wizards who decide to wear the wrong cloak, and even narrators in critically lauded novels about the African-American experience. Now, Ralph... Can you please tell us how you contracted invisibilism? I pissed off a genie. All too common, all too tragic. But for the cost of just one fair trade soy chai latte gently squeezed from a barista's teat, you can sponsor research into a cure for an entire month. Not to mention provide some needed attention to this metaphorically and literally invisible issue. And I know someone who'd love a little exposure. Isn't that right, Ralph? Ralph? Well, he's gone again. We ought to tag him like the creatures on Wild Kingdom. With his consent, of course. Todd, will you get me some sand or something? We can sprinkle it on the ground. Watch for footsteps. Behold, Beast Man! 
When I drive through this portal, I shall be instantly carried across interdimensional space to the location of this year's family reunion! I'm leaving you in charge of Snake Mountain while I'm away. Don't let Stinkor into my room. And don't let the batteries run out of the microphone. I need that thing to yell threats at Castle Grayskull at 3 a.m. I left $20 on the kitchen table. That should be enough to get you and Evil in a pizza and a movie for tonight. And now off I go. Do not fail me, beast man! Have fun! Don't worry about us burning the house down or anything. Go help. have a good time. Asshole. Parking here was terrible. I can't believe the entire cast of skeletons from Jason and the Argonauts and Army of Darkness are related to me. Wonder if Uncle Ghost Rider showed up this year. He and that bitchin' hog are really the only th- Oh. oh. Hello, CK. Cousin Skeletor, I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> uh, do you really? Or is that just one of your stupid puns? Do you find my wordplay a marrowing experience? <laughs> what? What does that even mean? I'm sure I must have a rib tickler here somewhere that you won't find objectionable. <laughs> yes, I get it. We're a family full of skeletons. Very droll. Don't suppose you've seen Grandpa Manny anywhere, have you? Manny? That grim fellow from the Fandango game? That wasn't even a pun. Are you questioning my skulls? <laughs> what the but what's that supposed to be, skills? Oh, don't get your nose out of joint. I don't even have a nose. None of us do. Well, that stinks, I assume. You're joining us on day three of our expedition. We've tracked our game from the Amazon all the way to the suburban neighborhood. According to our information, it should be... There! I think we have it! This is always my favorite part of the pursuit. When we finally catch up to our prey and rewarded with... Excuse me! Excuse me! Y yes Hi, I ordered a game from Amazon and it says out for delivery. Uh, d do you have it on your truck? Uh, what's the address? We'll just turn the recorders off here. Well, apparently our quarry was signed for by me. Which we know is impossible. I was always out here stalking in the wilds of 12th Avenue all afternoon. Ah, well. Join us tomorrow when we face our most terrifying foe yet. The deadly customer service department. So, this is as close uh, a show to any to our fourth anniversary. Yep. Which has just happened. Happy anniversary. We've been doing this for four years now. Uh, I, I, are you are you singing the Charlie Brown song? Yes. Okay, please don't. We'll get sued by the state of Charles Schultz, and we don't need that right now. That results in some weird waveform. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, so the fourth anniversary is the fruit, flowers, and appliances anniversary. Yes. And I'm a little disappointed to find that no one sent us any fruit flowers or appliances no not even my green grocer i mean like come on people he's got access to fruit right there in his yeah. freezer didn't didn't give me a single fruit flower or appliance i mean you know if you if you're clever and combine the three you can get us a nice smoothie well i was thinking they could get us like a refrigerator with a tulip and a grape in it there you go 
or like uh, a blender with a uh, rose and a blueberry mm-hmm. or you know something something along those lines a can opener with a watermelon and ooh better not get a watermelon you yeah don't cru- get a watermelon cruelty free yeah apple and a a steak a steak is a flower right yeah okay steak flower right that's what i thought yeah. that was that was my favorite color of crayola crayon steak was the steak flower no it's corn flower that's what it was corn yeah flour. There, yeah there you go which was blue yeah, like cornflower is. Is it? I have no idea. All right. You don't have any idea what I'm talking about, do you? Not usually, no. You you checked out as soon as I talked about dads with mustaches. Yep. <laughs> Which, by the way, is my village people cover band. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm picturing the village people coming and picking up kids after soccer practice. What a strange mental image. I just, I just love the idea of a van pulling up and them all piling out. Yeah. YMCA's playing from the back. Like, you can hear it sort of dimly right. from inside. Yep. It's their song, but they're still listening to it. It's time to come home from soccer practice. So it's like one kid has got five dads. Yeah, exactly. I love you, construction worker dad. <laughs> Tommy has five dads, and they're the village people. Police officer Best dad. Best children's book ever. Indian dad. Uh, uh, biker dad. Scuba diver dad. <laughs> Uh, semen dad. Hey. Was there a semen? No, there wasn't a semen in the village, people. That's a little too on the nose, don't you think? I do think. <laughs> no, but now I'm picturing, like, uh, like the, the substitute village people. Like, the people who, uh, you know, the village people. The, who, the League of Substitute Village People. <laughs> well, it's like as they retire, new members join. Right, so you had, like, uh, Biker 2. No. I mean, you, okay, you might have one or two who are the same, mm-hmm. but you got to have new ones. You got to have different ones. You got to have like the chef. Uh, let's see. Like I said, the scuba diver, the, scuba the bullfighter. Diver. Ooh, bullfighter would the, make a yeah, great. Yeah, bullfighter's a good one. Yeah, I'm the matador uh, uh, village person. Yep. Uh, the firefighter, the obviously. Was there not a firefighter already? No, I think he would be a good counterpoint for the cop, though. Hmm. Good. Yeah. And of good, course, like the that. horse. <laughs> Well, the pantomime horse. There'd be two of them. Yeah, it's two village people and one horse. Right. And uh, and then you'd have the straw hat farmer. Yes. But uh, not at the same time as the horse. It'd be sort of like the the cop and the fireman where they replace each other. Mm-hmm. I'm liking this. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, we could build a whole, like, village of village people. a.m. on the button, and I should know I own the button, and this is Dark Passages with Professor Aaron Fawcett. Tonight, we're discussing ghosts and the stains they leave on your carpet. If you have a carpet and you're up at this hour, give us a call. I'm not expecting anyone, because as we all know, you either get a carpet or a radio, but not both. Chip from Michigan, you're on the air with Aaron. Aaron, this is Chip. Yes, I know, you told me. And you mailed me your autobiography, which coincidentally just arrived at the station, which is mysterious in and of itself, because it's 3 a.m. and I yelled at the mailman until he stopped coming here. Aaron. Chip. Aaron, I was that mailman. Well, I've always regretted you. Next caller, Ditch from Delaware. You're on the alliteration. Cabre Vesta, Aaron. Poldorowitz, Ditch, Del Fuego, Don Dagarut, Potardesian. Dagarut, Podendissimo, Aaron. Halakin. <sighs> denizen, Denizen. Colben, Dekarut, Don Procto. Quidibus, Aaron. Exorb. Exorb. Go for Aaron, next guy. Greetings, Aaron. This is ATM number 00000 stroke 7. 
I have a human problem. I have fallen in love with brown hair teller with recursive freckle pattern. What is the correct pin number to her heart? Well, this is a question that I get a lot. It's always difficult to explain love to an ATM machine. Aaron, that's redundant. You just called me an automated teller machine machine. And you just asked me about a personal identification number number. Don't sass me 00000 7. I have your number. Now, what you should start by doing is photographing her with your built-in camera so that you have built up a good stock of what she looks like. Then you need to follow her home and leave packets of money outside her house. Then, and only then, should you kidnap her to your basement. I can see by your silence that you agree with me. Old paint, you're on the air. Aaron, I'm calling from Rigel 5 in the Fort Nebula. Okay. How's that working out? Not good. Our invasion armies are being slaughtered by the counterforces in Rigel 6. Also from the Fort Nebula. Of course. We could really use a pick-me-up. Could you play Walk Like an Egyptian? I don't actually play music. You're thinking of Timmy? We're always thinking of Timmy. Very well. Can I make another request? Damn it, Rigel 5... I don't care how many pyramids you built. This is my show. Can you play that new Daft Punk song? Oh my god, you fucking aliens and your fucking Daft Punk. Get over it. You know they're not actually robots, right? We don't have electronics on my planet. Well, why don't you go steampunk it then, asshole? Get prank called by Rigel 5. Why don't you act like Rigel 4 and shut up? Alright, we'll be back after this word from Winchester Tires. Winchester Tires And we're back and we have Coral from Penis Grove. Go ahead, Coral. Aaron, I just want you to know I can't be on the radio tonight. I have a thing. Everybody leaves me. Well, while we're between calls, I just want to remind everyone that elections coming up this weekend, and remember to practice your God-given right to vote by not voting for any real government party. Uh, some good fake government parties to consider are the Boy Horses of America Party, the Cement Mixers Association, and the Duffelbag Kings of Numerica. Russell from Chowder, you're on the air. Yeah, I bought myself a canister of bacon beans yesterday, and now I have no idea how to total them myself. Aaron, I mean, Russell, the secret to your beans was within you all along. You just need to believe in yourself. Uh, of course, you're right. Now, that's it. Glad to help. Next caller, you're off the air. I don't like the smell of you. Caller 1-teen, you go instead. Aaron, this is your alternate universe doppelganger, Aaron. God damn it, I thought I said no callbacks. You said no songs. What do you want, man in the mirror? I only have a minute until Walk Like an Egyptian wraps up and I go back on the air. I just wanted to call in because... Somebody mentioned a can of beans. Uh-huh. Noted. Father, from my house, you're on the air with Aaron. Unless the wizard infestation in the yard is doing something interesting, you promise not to call this number. Yes, my boy, but your mother and I are leaving for the timeshare then in the morning, so we've got to hit the hay pretty quickly. We need to not be talking about this. I know your little magic show is on. I'll be quick. There's some chicken pot pies that your mother baked. You need to put them in the freezer and then... I will hang up on you. If you hang up on your father, I can personally guarantee these pies will not be waiting for you when you get home, mister. I like a good pot pie. There's a good lad. Now wrap them up. Your mother cut you some parchment already. And put them in the freezer as soon as you get in. 
And don't forget to turn off the porch light. You know how it bothers the yard wizards. Well, if there's three things I live for, it's bothering the yard wizards. Line four, go. Hello, this is El Carne Azul. Getting our offensive stereotypes out of the way early this evening, I see. I was a piece of lunch meat that somebody jammed between the pages of a textbook. Now I am self-aware, blue in color, and speak fluent first-year Espanol. Well, do you have a question? No. But if I did, I would preface it with an upside-down question mark. Well, that has to be the 12th least most fascinating thing I've heard all night. Who's next? Karen, I don't want to alarm you, but I'm on fire. Uh-huh. What uh, what kind of fire are we talking about here? It's a grease fire, and it's, well, it's getting pretty big. Well, I mean, what you want to do with a grease fire is, you know, pour some water on it. Are you sure? I always thought you were supposed to do Look, who's in charge of this situation? You, sir. Sorry, sir. It's very simple. Water beats fire, then earth beats fire, and fire stops scissors. That's the circle. Now you get a giant bucket of water and you pour it on that grease fire. All right. Boy, some people. Line 3-2, welcome to the warp zone. Aaron, this is the ghost of Frederick Nietzsche. This age is pleased to officially announce your name as the second place winner of the Ubermensch title. The total amount to be claimed for second place Ubermensch is 750,000 will points. Congratulations. What, what exactly is a will point? Well, you... Seize power... Uh, authority? Kinda, kinda lost the thread on that one, huh? Yeah, I, I really just wanted you to play Vogue like an Egyptian. It's been stuck in my head since that other guy called. No dice. All right, so tonight we've heard from famous philosophers and meat. Uh, who's next? Aaron, this is Molly from Dallas. Okay, Molly from Dallas. I have a farm, and... One of my horses. She's been giving one of my roosters the eye lately. They're getting awful friendly now, and I don't like it. I don't see the problem. I will goddamn fight. That's right, Mr. Program Director. Goddamn fight for a rooster's right to marry a horse. Or to get to second base, whatever that entails. I assume hoof on breast? I don't know how chickens work. Well, I do, and they don't work with horses. Why is this happening? Why can't chickens just be with other chickens? Why do they have to be with horses? It ain't natural. We live in a beautiful, hideous universe filled with lots of stuff that wants to have sex with other stuff. I recommend you just let that horse destroy you that rooster, because that is exactly what is going to happen. And it will be worth it for one of them. Willoughby from... Willoughby, you go ahead now. Aaron, this is Tiara. I have fingers growing out of my teacups. How do I make them stop? I keep cutting them off and they keep growing back. Okay, well, what you need to do is, uh... Aaron, they're grasping me! Okay. How do I stop them, Aaron? They're trying to take me away! Oh, well, it's fine. Just just go with it. They're probably taking you someplace nice. Or, um, uh, pour water on them. I don't know. That was fucking spooky. <sighs> Caller 1-8, you're upon the air. Uh, Aaron, this is Slattery. Uh, uh you know, I-, I know calling into the station and talking to you about a poltergeist would be, you know, lowballing you. Uh, I mean, that's just cliche, right? Well, we do get a lot of calls from and about poltergeists. I blame the new poltergeist prison that just opened up down the road. Do they have a zoning permit for that? Funny thing, you don't 
actually need one if you don't have any mass. Bet you didn't know that I was an expert on urban zoning regulations. You would win that bet, sir. Uh, now what's this call about? Well, I have something like a poltergeist, but it's actually a... a coltergeist. I don't think I've heard of that. It's basically uh, like a poltergeist in that it rearranges furniture and whatnot, but it spells out offensive things about Arabs. Well, that sounds a bit cunty. Are you allowed to say that? I can say anything I want. This is my show, and the man... Oh, the man is here right now. We'll be back after this word from Winchester Tires. Winchester Tires. God. Oh, God. God, who... Who are you? you? You've got... You've got to help me. Please, wait. What... What is that? Put it down. Oh, God. Oh, God, no, please. Oh, for God's sakes, don't... Ah! Ah! Remember, when ordering from Winchester Tires Online, enter the code ah! at checkout for a 15% discount. Well, folks, once again, it's time for me to turn out the lights, lock those doors so those morning zoo idiots can't get in. Tune in again tomorrow night when I interview a local curse about his new book, I Am a Curse. And in conclusion, there are simply no easy answers when it comes to this issue. I am reminded of the words of the great Abraham Lincoln, who said, You can't please anyone, so fuck them. Today's show has been brought to you by Sarcastic Voyage. That's right, the show that brings it itself to you by itself. It's brought to you by four years of Sarcastic Voyage. <laughs> we, have, we have sponsored our own show. Yeah, you can do that when you've been around this long. That's right. You name me another podcast that's been around for four years. Now shut up, because you're probably naming a lot of them. Yeah. Not as many as you'd think, but there's a couple. No, there's there's quite a few. I'm thinking about all the shows that I listen to now. The secret is to just never come out with new episodes. There you go. Because technically, quite a few of the shows that I listen to still exist, but they don't re- release an episode for like a year or more. Right. Speaking of releasing episodes, mm. speaking of the flimsiest segue I've ever come up with, uh huh. and that's really saying That's impressive something. on this show. Four years of flimsy segues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Falling off cliffs. Uh, we recently released one of our uh, long-form uh, radio plays. That did happen. This was based on uh, the character Nick Bounty, created mm-hmm. by my good pal Mark Darren. Yep. Who uh, was the... Uh, Mark, uh, his character was the star of a couple of uh, very, very popular uh, independent games. And uh, this character has now has his own radio play, 30-minute radio play. Hmm. Uh, Nick Bounty, A Brick Full of Bullets, which is available free. It's on SarcasticVoyage.com. It's on iTunes. You should listen to it. We're having a lot of fun doing these longer-form things. Yeah. And, uh, Matt and I are working on a third one now that is uh, quite delightful mm. in its horrible darkness and fucked up. Fucked uppery. N- fucked uppery? Yeah. All right. What would you I'm, prefer, I'll- fucked up or where? Fucked upperwear. Yes. Let's have a fucked upperwear party. <laughs> uh, you could still, of course, join our fan club if you wish at sarcasticvoyage.com. Click on store. Uh, or if you are already a member, you can upgrade and you can get yourself a nice little ray gun. Wouldn't you like a ray gun? Good for shooting rays, uh, where rays equal water. Yeah. All right, Matt, I'm going to need a mat fact from you. Oh, man. All right. Tell me about the gong, not the show. 
but but the actual the actual like device the the gong. Oh, the gong was developed in China, obviously, mm-hmm. in the early 12th century. It was basically fa- formed when a uh, visiting farmer uh, opened up a sewer, which they totally had back then. And well, then the used- Chinese did. The Chinese invented all sorts of things before oh, yeah. we did. And then used and then used a uh, a uh, shovel that he'd been using to uh, to move cow dung from one farm to another. And struck it thusly about the middle area, mm-hmm. and it rang out throughout the land. And just as that happened, the emperor's son was born, and it was decided that that was probably good luck. Oh, why was he moving cow dung from one farm to another? Well, you know, you have to rotate your cow dung. That's just you know agriculture. Yeah, but oh well, all right then. So you got a bonus mat fact there. Yeah. About agriculture. Very nice. I'll cross that off the list. It's I have all agriculturally of- fantastic. And with that, it is time now to wish you all safe journeys. Safe journeys. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Vishal Baradwaj, Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Jason Ellis, Dave Fields, Kimberly Lajeunesse, Moises Mora, Joseph Ravenson, Jesse Schutz, Amanda Smith, Sabrina Snyder, and Jason Wallace. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Gab Brown, Matt Robotham, and Jason Wallace. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2013. Tell me about your mother. She don't dance. And my daddy don't rock and roll. That's because he's a rolling stone. That's where all my moss came from. He gathered it. That's how you can tell which one is north, from the wind through the moss. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? I thought it was a monogram. You're thinking of a condogram. I'm a dolphin, ma'am. I'll stick it in your blowhole. That's where all my sticking goes. That's why they call me Sticky Fingers. Nobody calls you that. None guys did. Hey, you're right. Let's pull a heist. I'll get my eleven. And I'll get Billy Ocean. Get out of my car. Wait, are we heisting or grand thefting? My grand theft went up the river for ten to twenty. You can't go on the river without the riverboat. We'll steal that first. Who steals first? I'm a baseball. What's a second? Oh, I thought you said wait a second. I probably did. Are we bungling this caper? Just call us Bungling and Clyde. I'm Clyde.